podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Just Because I Love You Day, a weekly gathering of four sisters and their 11 children. When you're here, you're Carla. Today, I'm reading a post from social media that I want the other mom's perspective on. It's so hard being a woman in the church and constantly told you're less than, right? We'll see what they say. Yes. I forgot to work with today. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Looking real nice yesterday. Okay, so yeah, uh, I decided to leave Tabby's yes in the <laughs> intro. Yes. I don't, I don't <laughs> on purpose try to ruin our introduction. <laughs> it was also mildly annoying to me. You guys don't have headphones, so you couldn't hear it, but I, you can hear me inhale right before that intro. Sorry, Carla, if you noticed that and it annoyed you. I'm like, it <laughs> 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 wasn't that bad, but it was close. Or if you're into ASMR, you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Everyone, everyone's Let's breathe. get some chips. Mm, crutch, Let's rip crutch, some crutch. paper towels. Yeah, mouth sounds are either you love them or you hate them. Do we want to say who we are every time now? I think we should. I'm fine with that. I think we should. Okay, on the purple mic, I'm Amanda. <laughs> On the green mic, I'm Tabby. Except your, your mic, mic is, is blue. blue. <laughs> wow, we I'm really suck go, at these. I'm going to go back to Michigan for another week. <laughs> Tabby's a little colorblind. I have a blue microphone. I usually have green. My name's Marla, and I'm on the green mic. <laughs> Trying to steal my mic. I'm Megan. I'm on the yellow mic. Why are we telling them the colors when they did see. and it was just funny. Yeah, I didn't expect everyone to do it. I especially didn't expect Tabby to not know what color she had. Who are you? Where are you from? And what food do you associate yourself Absolutely with? Absolutely not. So let's move on to the conversation. What's um, a fun fact about you? Megan's ready. Do you like mouth sounds? <laughs> that should be your fun fact. That's the weirdest icebreaker. Can you imagine? You guys should listen to it. Tell me if I'm just overreacting. But I was like, <laughs> part of me wanted to re-record it. But I was like, we don't have time. We've got babies asleep and Barely. we have to go now. My baby's not asleep, but it's okay. Anyway. Did you see my passed out child as I carried her through? <laughs> it was like a little princess floating in the air to the bed. It's like carrying a, a log. <laughs> so I I do not follow this person. But before we even before we I even read this post, I want to give a little note on using real names because I'm going to actually say who wrote this okay. because this is a artist slash author. She has a book. She's trying to promote the book. So this is a public page and a person who sets herself up as an influencer and you okay. can go and check her out. I don't know if she's on Instagram and Twitter, but this is on Facebook and her name is Caitlin Shetler and her page How, is called. What way does she spell Caitlin? Cause there's about a thousand. <laughs> K-A-I-T-L-I-N. And um, her page is called Caitlin Shetler Poetry. So she's got about 15,000 people who like her page. And this was brought to my attention by a friend who had happened to comment on one of her posts. And that's the only reason I even saw it, because I had not heard of Caitlin before today. Um, the post in question that I'm going to read for you is pretty long. I may skip some of it, but we'll see what happens. It starts out like this. I don't think I'll ever be able to forgive the church for telling me that women are less than. I don't think I'll ever be able to listen to religious men talk about God without re-experiencing the trauma of being a woman in the church. They ruined it all for me. Any chance of a relationship with God in context of the evangelical church is gone, possibly in context of any church. A male God in a male church creates a male faith that takes the concept of woman and molds her into an ornament to better reflect male supremacy. 
And using soft language like submission and complementarianism and helper and same value, different roles, it's condescending and offensive. It's gaslighting and violent. I put up with it for almost three decades, so I have no right to ask others why they do. But I'm gently going to go, I'm gently going to do that here. Respectfully, sister, fight for a place at the same table you once were only allowed to serve at. Um, Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Respectfully, sister, fighting for a place at the same table you were once only allowed to serve at is beneath you. I understand why you do it. My whole identity was good Christian girl, trademark, once. And I began to question teachings on women's roles and grapple with what I believed to be my calling. I still tried to fit that into my new worldview. But in the end, fighting for scraps was just as degrading as being denied them. Women are free to ask Jesus for food, and he's free to call them dogs. But we are also free to walk away and call him an a-hole. Oh Wait, boy! Call call Jesuson. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Carla, run! <laughs> I told you it's long. Unfollow uh, her immediately. I told you it's long, especially when all that that exchange did was encourage his future disciples to use the same language. I truly believe women have no place in the evangelical church. Women should stop going, stop serving, stop giving, stop forgiving, stop living in the name of a male god. By the way, God has been lowercase in all the times that she's used it. Hmm. Um, that created them for childbirth. The God who created them for childbirth. If this stresses out the good men, quote unquote, then let them duke it out from the pews. But we are too valuable to cheerlead a fight that shouldn't be happening in the first place. Women spending their time trying to convince men of their value in the church miss out on the freedom of not having to prove they exist every time they step into a male-led space. Leave church to the men. Women deserve more. And that's the whole post. We deserve more than God. I was going to say more what? What, <laughs> no are you, more, what are you advocating we get more of? More than the male-led church. More than the patriarchal church. Yeah, females only in my church. <laughs> so we can bite and devour each other oh yeah. as well as ourselves. So much talking would get done. <laughs> That's about it. Would it? Lots of emotions. No, it would Nobody be duking would it out. Everyone no. would be synced. You know what I'm oh, talking about, Carla. <laughs> I mean, don't we already have a female church? <gasps> what we? did you say? That was Megan on the yellow mic. <laughs> Ooh, divulge. Just, I'm just, do we really, is that direction we want to take this? Is take it whichever direction you want to I go. don't know what you're talking about, so just go. I'm just saying that I feel like women already run the churches here. Like we, oh, we are trying yeah. to constantly bring down the patriarchy, mm. but- in reality, if we're looking around us and seeing what's actually true, the men aren't running the church anymore. This feels like an example of this was my experience. Therefore, it should it's probably true of every woman. I've never been told that I don't have a place in the church. I've never felt like I've needed to fight for a place. In fact, I feel like I've been more elevated if I want to participate. Yeah. Here we've got all kinds of things for you to do because they're so desperate for, I mean, not that, not that they're desperate for a woman to be involved or that they're so desperate that they will accept a woman's involvement, but that, that there's so much work that needs to be done that right. they don't really care that you're a woman. Yeah. It's yeah. just like here, right. But she what says, what would you like to do? But she says you're expected to bear children and serve at the table. And she doesn't, she doesn't. Yeah, but like so that. are men. Men are expected to serve at the table too. We're all expected to serve each other and wash each other's feet just like Jesus did. So like, why is she so geared up for a fight about servitude when that's what the gospel's about? Because she doesn't want to have babies. She wants to serve the way men serve, even though it's making her miserable. I would never want a man's responsibility. I I just can't imagine. 
No, I love that. not having to worry about that kind of stuff for sure. I think most women, I think uh, back when they were fighting for equal rights, I think a lot of women, uh, even on like the first wave of feminism, were kind of like, I don't know. I mean, we get taken care of and we get to raise our children. And I'm not, it really doesn't matter to me that we don't get to vote. I mean, yeah. so what? Do you know much about the anti-suffragettes? The uh, anti-suffragettes. I know they existed, but I don't actually Mm-mm. know their... Yeah, you can actually go on out on the interwebs and find like collections of essays written by women who were against the vote. They did not want the amendment that allowed women the right to vote because they thought that women would be more emotional, they would make more selfish decisions, and that they would eventually destroy the family because they would take all of the things that these women's husbands were using to provide for their families. They would take their jobs. They would take their, uh, (laughs) they would demand, you know, in the name of equality, they they would actually demand that they be given more than their fair share of something. Now, I would say that that's kind of saying that women are incapable of, of not doing that. And I would disagree with that point. Um, But I don't have much hope for women in our culture. I, I don't think anybody's arguing that women are incapable of it. Uh, just like Marla said, women do serve in the church and sometimes serve, you know, alongside men, depending on what the job is. But the kind of woman I suspect who was actively fighting for the right to vote was probably a lot like this chick. And I already can't remember her yes. name. Where it's like, <laughs> you are 100% the wrong person to be fighting for this stuff. And I don't want you anywhere near any part of leadership in the church. Like, I don't trust you. She doesn't want to be part people. of the church. Great. <laughs> and I say, Good. <laughs> Good, because this is this isn't mm. leaders in the church are servants. That's the whole point. And right. she does not but, have a servant's heart. She wants the power right. of being a leader. But what she's right. saying is that it has been men who have explained that to us over the years. That men are the ones claiming that it's all about servitude and they've only been claiming that to keep you oppressed. It's very similar to the argument from critical theory that has to do with race. That all of this Christian this definitely feels CRT. this is just yes, uh, sexism instead. It's feminism, feminism but yeah. but it's from the same. It's cut from the same cloth, which mm-hmm. is we need to deconstruct all the stuff we've been taught because we've been taught from a place of racism, or we've been taught from a place of sexism and misogyny. All that stuff you don't like, all mm-hmm. that stuff that feels like death, all that stuff that you might be able to find protection for in the Bible, you know, all those beliefs you might be able to excuse or justify using scripture. That's just man religion, man-made religion designed to keep you down. And it's disproportionately affecting women and black people and gay people and all of these marginalized people, poor people. And it's just, all of that is man-made religion designed to keep us down. Except I like what Megan said, where that's not even really true. We haven't had a male-dominated society in several generations now. So what we're reaping is actually a woman-dominated society, and we hate it. It's making us miserable. (laughs) Women are more unhappy now than we've ever been with more power and more responsibility and all the things we thought we were fighting for. We're looking around going, hey, this sucks. This must be a guy's fault. Yeah, no, it's like how? more patriarchy how? to be dismantled, Javi. Go on, it's not fight enough. the power. We didn't realize how embedded it was in our society. Yeah. Did she even give any sort of, um, here's what you can do instead? No, because, they don't know. because anti-racism is built on being against what they would call racism, which is everything they don't like. Yeah. And anti-feminism really is about anti-patriarchy. I mean, it's built, it's built on the existence of 
this other thing they're attacking. It's about what they don't like. It's not about actually offering a solution or building up something else instead. It's very deconstructive. It is not constructive. Right. I mean, she even said that she's, she's not just leaving the church. She's leaving God himself because he's a he. Right. Like he, she doesn't me. want to replace God. She wants to walk away completely. So, I mean, she's not replacing with anything because she thinks that nothing is better than anything. Well, that nothing is better than her. She very much thinks she is God. She is that, the best oh, that's thing true. that's ever she been given. She has replaced. To the she, you're right. She's replaced real God with herself. herself. Yeah. I wonder if she was ever told, like, no, you're not going to serve, like, f- with good reason, and she, she took that church. as it's because I'm a woman, isn't it? Well, I'm. I am coming to believe that if a person has, no, a you just make a terrible leader. If a person has a concrete example of something that was said or done that was just really unjust, they usually provide that experience or that example. They will That's give true. you a screenshot of a they comment. They want you to know. Exactly they will give what you happened. a recording of a meeting. They will show you. You know, they'll tell a story of a thing that happened that actually triggered X Y Z. But but actually. What this usually is, the, the whole reason the term microaggressions even exists is because people started realizing they were going to have to come up with some other explanation for why they're so honking mad about stuff that others, like us, don't have a problem with. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, there are some women out there who are like the four sisters on their podcast, and they're telling me that they don't see a problem with what I'm calling patriarchy. But there must be a reason why it's really, really affecting me. I know microaggressions. I don't have any evidence, any concrete, <laughs> giant, you know, narrative. I don't have this example that somebody else could look at and say, yes, that is sincerely wrong. So I'm just going to tell them they have to believe me when I tell them it's been so much stuff over so many years that it's just too numerous to count. A thousand tiny little mosquito bites, you know, it's mm. death by all of these little bitty microaggressions. Well. Like, what did she say about, <laughs> I will take over. Thank you. Megan and Marla both, or Megan and Tabby both interrupted each other. So Marla decided she's going to jump in. I just thought it was funny how she was talking about what was violent. It's yes. like, that's yeah. the complete opposite of violence. <laughs> right. I'm so confused. It was violent. Should I so read? Some, yeah, so read, somebody read. slapped you? Oh, no. No. Like, how was yeah, it you violent? You should call then? the cops if people are getting they violent at church. At me. Yes, I was going to say, they slapped me with okay. their eyes. Using, here it is. <laughs> with their long eyelashes. Here it is. A male God in a male church creates a male faith that takes the concept of woman and molds her into an ornament to better reflect male supremacy. And using soft language like submission and complementarianism and helper and same value, different roles, that's condescending and offensive. It is gaslighting and violent. That, I was going to speak to that gaslighting comment. Soft so nobody's are violent. violent. Yeah. Right. No, <laughs> nobody had to ever actually criticize or say any of those things. They could say the exact opposite and she could just accuse them of gaslighting. Right. I don't even think like, she knows what gaslighting means. I've looked up <laughs> oh. the Merriam-Webster uh, definition many times now because I've been told by lots of people that gaslighting is this or that or some other thing yeah. they don't like. It's hard to remember the actual definition when you can't get a proper context for it because everybody uses it however the heck they want. Why but. don't we give the definition? Do you want me to like actually look it up? Yeah, give us, I'm give sure us Mandy, the dictionary. I mean, comes, Mandy knows. Well, I can tell you. Because she said it the other day. I can tell you the yeah, root origin of the word. It comes from a movie that uh, is about a husband who's abusive toward his wife, but he's doing it in a psychologically torturous kind of way where he's pretending to be nice on the outside, but he keeps flickering the lights on purpose. 
And then when she notices or complains about it, he tells her she's crazy. He doesn't see it. So he's doing it. He's doing a thing on purpose to bother her and then denying that he sees himself doing that hmm. and making it out like it's her paranoia. Paranoid. Yes. She needs glasses or something. Right. So gaslighting is when you intentionally do a thing to trigger another person and then pretend like it's all in their head. Mm. That's a technically what it's supposed to be, but nobody uses it like that. Well, maybe, <clears throat> maybe I've been wrong then. Maybe they are experiencing gaslighting but it's good you know to say to somebody no that guy looking at you isn't trying to put you down or thinking negative thoughts about you he's right. he's just looking at you right to mm. them that would be denying their reality yes. which yes. is of course he's putting me down that's a microaggression and so we are yes. technically yeah. gaslighting we, them well it's not gaslighting because again it has to be intending to make them feel crazy and right. i'm not trying to make you feel crazy i'm trying to get you to line up with god's reality of the universe. And just because you feel like a person is hurting you, that does not mean that they are intending to hurt you. And actually, if that's not confusing enough, um, it is possible to gaslight people by constantly accusing them of gaslighting. If mm -hmm. you're calling another person a narcissist who's manipulating you and trying to make you feel crazy, and that's not what they're doing, you're misdiagnosing them, which is gaslighting. You're, yeah. you're making them feel like, they're wrong when they're not. And it's because you're taking offense over things that they don't intend to give offense for. Whew. Can we can we just scroll back to the point where she says something about equality? Oh boy. Because that I really, never. that pricked my soul. No, because she said something that I, I say often in that, yes, I'm a woman and I am equal to a man, but I am made differently. And that's a good thing. That's how God intended it. Is like, that same value, different roles? That was one of the things she said yes, was gaslighting I think it was about and that. violent. She said her whole identity was as a good Christian girl trademark. And I want, and then once I began to question teachings on women's roles and grapple with what I believed to be my calling, I was still trying to fit all that into my new worldview. I'm wondering if she's having trouble with First Timothy, where it's talking about women leadership in the church. Could be. wonder if that's like what started this whole unraveling because it's clear that she wants to be a leader it's it's clear that she wants to be some kind of influencer that needs to be heard and wants to preach and whatnot um whether that be preaching uh a religion that's already been designed or her own religion she which has also already been designed by the way carla there's only two options there's yeah. the true religion of godliness and god focus and god service and then there's the religion that serves yourself and that's those are the two options but so what's going on with the children? We're good. She couldn't find Margot and Caden in the backyard and got a little scared that they might have gone out the gate, but they were just in the garage. And then she said, get out of the garage. And he came over to me because I was looking for them too. And he goes, hey, you made a bad choice. And I said, me. <laughs> no. <laughs> it sounds like you made a bad choice. And he said, no, you're... You're gonna go to jail. <laughs> so Caden was okay. feeling feelings about getting in trouble and being <laughs> caught red-handed, and the first thing he thought of was to point at another person and say, "You did it." Yeah, that feels relevant to this discussion <laughs> very much. So, very much. Oh, so. okay. So, how do we suggest that Carla, Carla, pick out these these terrible lies on their well, own feed? Thank goodness. Thank goodness for the whole calling Jesus an a-hole thing. Because I feel like that's going to save some people some time. Yeah. That was yeah. actually God's that's, grace, Carla. That's pretty violent. Yeah. Her, her, <laughs> Those aren't soft words. Her tipping her no. hand like that really helps 
Like, that's going to help a lot of people see what's going on here who would otherwise be tempted to, you know, feel sorry for Mm. her. Say things like, you can come to my church. We're always so loving and accepting of women. Right. Yeah. There's a meme about that, too. She had shared further down on her wall that was like a pie chart that says um, what they try to say or what they try to explain. Maybe you just haven't found the right one, it says at the top how Christians respond when you try to quit the church. And it says, you know, the majority of the pie graph says, who they say is to blame, you, who really is to blame, and there's a little tiny sliver that says them. So, <laughs> so basically, she's not interested in coming to your church. She thinks you're you're to blame, and she's not and happy. I should go to jail. Well, and I, I'm sad that people actually even told her that, that maybe you just didn't find the right church. It's like, <sighs> yeah. Yep. Really? That's what you're going to say to her? You're not going to call out selfishness. You're not going to call out her own responsibility. You're not going to call out her relationship with God or lack thereof. You're not going to call it any of that. You're going to say, you need to find a place that do that you can do you. What? How is that helpful? Because well, it's, it's acknowledging her, her struggle that she went through, not blaming her for it, and giving her another option. Stop it. Are you talking about the tenets of CRT? <laughs> maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Maybe she should find a church that just lets her do her or whatever. As long as it's not my church. <laughs> as long as she doesn't walk through my doors and claim it's so tolerant here. That's when I go, oh no, well, what have we done? What's yes. the name of her book out of curiosity or what's it about? Well, she keeps telling everybody who comments negatively that she's going to name the book after their negative comment. So I don't Ooh. even know. <laughs> She actually responded to me and said, I'm going to call my new book Sin Controlled Women because I used that phrase in my, that sounds great. my comment back to her. But um, You just said, no, that's the title of my book. Sorry. I liked, <laughs> I liked what Megan that's said. That's my though. title of my journal. <laughs> I liked what Megan said, though, about the fact that we already do live in a matriarchy because that was the entire crux of my comment to her. And mm-hmm. more importantly, I'm sharing this post with the men in my life, my husband, my father, um, our friend Nathan, who's part of our Telegram group on Dad's page, um, and and I kind of had a conversation with him this morning already. Him, Nathan and Dad, and Nathan says to me, "Oh, there's the, the doorbell. No, no, that's Margo. Um, oh, yeah, that's my problem. <laughs> Megan's gonna go answer the door. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> um, but Nathan says to me." why do you think men are so intimidated by women? He said, if it were me, he read my comment to her and he was like, wow, you, you rebuked her. And if it had been me, I probably would have been tempted to come alongside her, sympathize with her, put my arm around her and tell her to come, you know, come with me to church. And I said, he said, why do you think women are so intimidating? Why do you think women are so intimidating? And um, I said, I'm not sure if it's nature or nurture, Lots of women are intimidated by their own children as well. They're Mm. afraid of being called mean. They think it's loving to let the kid be a brat and make excuses for him or her. Um, And I think the same thing happens when husbands and pastors find it easier to cave in on themselves than to confront the monsters that they're creating with these women. Mm. And he said, um, I thought this was good. He said, if you have a Caitlin in your church, when she makes claims and accusations, people will be more likely to believe her. When she says she's the victim of church patriarchy, um, they they won't ask the patriarchy, quote-unquote, to give their side of the story. She can yell at the men, but they're not allowed to yell back. She can insult them. They can't insult back. In these cases, men pretty much have to let themselves get hit. 
and accept that they can't defend themselves because the woman is not going to be held to the same standard and will not be called out for her behavior. And he said, that's at least my perspective from a man's point of view. And I said, yes, this is what I want people to understand. The, the patriarchy church talks about that too. Does not exist. The patriarchy, the way that it's being described does not exist. It is not, oh, poor woman. Mm-hmm. If a man had written the stuff that Caitlin wrote on Facebook, then he would be called out by name. John MacArthur can't even say go home to Beth Moore without making national flipping headlines. Nobody knew who Caitlin was until I started talking about it today. The mm-hmm. fact that she can call Jesus an a-hole and not have any mm-hmm. ripple effect and actually have people down in the comments doing the whole, I'm so sorry, you've been traumatized. Please let us help you. Jesus loves you. Like that is female power. Mm. Do not tell me that we have a patriarchy that's just so oppressive when women are getting away with mm-hmm. being... Um, foul-mouthed and unsubmissive, rebellious, selfish in nature. And um, and men are not, by and large, being allowed to do that at church. Mm-hmm. She knows that. She knows so? She knows deep down. They're looking, they're like Caden, just, just looking for somebody else to blame. But it's because <laughs> deep down he knew he wasn't supposed to be in the garage. You're making bad you decisions. You're making bad choice. Right. Yeah, so you, choice, yeah. you church, you're bad. And it's like, you're so oppressive. And it's like, you don't believe that. You know we're not oppressive. You just can't figure out why your choices aren't good. And so you're pointing to the patriarchy. You're pointing to the church. But we know deep down that you know it's you. And you know that this is power because it was always ironic to me that women would shout from their platforms how oppressed they were. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're standing on a soapbox right. in the middle of town square. You've got a book. Yeah, that's why I wanted to bring that up at the beginning. Too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm using the name of the person who wants her name on her book. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm using the name of the person who wants you to follow her on social media. I'm, I'm doing this because if we set ourselves up as having something to say, something important, which other people should read, then when I read it, I'm going to give you my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. That's you're going to you accountable my, to it. Yeah, you're going to get my perspective. So, if I, that's oppression, then okay, you're right. You got me. We're oppressing you, and you should probably reread that verse in Timothy that says to just be quiet because you can't hack it. Like <laughs> you can't take it. What it's, mm-hmm. this is what it's like to try to be a leader in your community. People are going to respond to that. And if that just feels like violence, wasn't then maybe there, you should stay home. <laughs> wasn't there a meme Marla shared though, where it was like Yes, you follow me, oh, so yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to hear your opinions. And it's like, then why are you posting? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, it's so funny you said that because I have a whole um, note in my phone about my journaling thought and how it pertains to that. It's like if you don't want people to respond to you on social media, then right. you just need to shout into a journal because <laughs> when yeah. you're when you're writing on social media, you're not just yelling into a black hole everyone who is seeing it is seeing it and they're allowed to have an opinion about it. And if you don't want feedback, because nobody's complaining about agreement, nobody's complaining that, Oh, every, everyone agrees with me and I'm so mad about it. It's like, no, I'm amazing and I'm awesome. And they love what I post. It's the the other thing. It's a disagreement from now on. If anybody's ever nice to us on our social media, we need (laughs) to be like, I'm sorry. I don't think I asked for your opinion. Could you stop judging us please? (laughs) I think so. I had a blind react that pertains to this. Um, So it says, I'm sorry the church hurt you. That was humanity, not Jesus. Oh, I've seen that so much. And I, I guess I hate it because it's, it's (laughs) interesting to think that, that, that Jesus wouldn't hurt you or that you wouldn't be told something hurtful that comes from the Bible. Like what she's saying about these soft words, right? Those are from the Bible. And 
So they're from Jesus. And which is why she said Jesus is an a-hole. And it's like, well, at least you're recognizing that it was Jesus who said that and not that I wanna, somebody else. I want to back that up a little bit. I would ask it as a question. What makes you think you don't deserve to be offended yeah. by the Bible? Yeah. What makes you think you don't deserve to have your feelings hurt mm-hmm. by men at church or women at church or anybody anywhere ever? Yeah. Why do you think that you are so awesome and so amazing that no criticism should ever come to you? Because for the record, Carla, if you're listening to this, you are allowed to criticize us. Mm -hmm. We have already had people reach out and tell us how arrogant and how echo chambery and how, you know, offensive we are for various things. So you're welcome to. Well, and there are cases. I I don't need to check our email. (laughs) There are. (laughs) Oh no, there might be a thousand. Uh, There are cases where humanity does hurt people. Like if you're going to a church and you know the flesh comes out and someone says something really rude to you, right? But that's not a reason to leave the church or blame the entire church. You Mm -hmm. mean like because of one sinner opened their mouth and put their foot in it? You mean like when a sinner, like a human refers to your Lord and Savior as a derogatory word? Like, oh, you mean like that kind of human behavior that happens sometimes with church people? Mm-hmm. You know, I think the Bible, not to criticize the Bible, but I think the Bible really missed out a little bit on the fact that the people that Jesus rebuked. Megan's <laughs> squinting at her like, where are you going with this? Listen, I follow me to the end. I've got a point. <laughs> like, could you imagine... Could you imagine how hard it would be for people to play the whole feelings card if the woman at the well was also described and it was like, and at this point, she felt like dying. At this point, she turned away and cried a little bit because Jesus hurt her feelings by saying, go and sin no more. Like, yeah. like where's- are you saying that it's, it's if the Bible would have put that perspective in there that, that somebody might feel differently about it? Like, well, at least the woman at the well felt that way too. Obviously I'm saying it's not really going to change some of these hard hearted people, but I'm saying you never, you never do get the perspective of somebody that Jesus rebuked. The Bible always makes it sound like you do from the Pharisees. No, the Pharisees were always very angry, angry to a violent means whenever Jesus rebuked. I think it's not there because it doesn't matter how you feel. Right. Oh, I was, that was what I was going to say back then. It doesn't matter. They did not prioritize this experiential perspective or the narrative about the personal story. Cause we talked about the personal story before and how mm-hmm. powerful we think that is. He was already talking to what she was a Samaritan woman, right? Syrophoenician. Right. So yeah, it was already a big deal for him to be even speaking to her. Right. Like she should have already been like what grovel, like groveling, well, like, but, but Tabby's saying it doesn't something. give you the words. It doesn't describe their emotional response. Right, it just right. describes what they, they said care. and what they did. Right. And, and today in because the United it has States, no weight, we are obsessed mm. with how people feel about it. Yeah. We, we care so much about the, the emotional response to Jesus. Right. Who's mm-hmm. to say that she didn't have really negative emotions at first before she went and did the thing she was supposed to do. Who's to say she didn't have that lump that we all get with conviction and going, Oh my gosh, this guy is important. This guy is telling me, this guy knows me and I've never even talked to him. He's I mean, saying, you know, the Bible doesn't me. mince words about the fact that, that coming and following Christ is death. It's slavery. Mm-hmm. It's picking up your cross. So it's suffering. I mean, it says all of those words in different places. This is not just like one chunk of scripture where you might have misinterpreted what he meant. I don't know how some of these women missed it and thought that they were promised like 
ecstasy and euphoria all the time. Like, but I thought he was just kidding. <laughs> I thought they weren't serious. So well, we're, I think the best example of feelings in the Bible to me is when Jesus literally sweat blood mm-hmm. before he went to the cross. He had feelings and mm-hmm. he was processing feelings and then saying, I'm going to obey. Yep. So yeah, I, again, I, I said not to criticize the Bible. I just think that it's not fun. Funnily enough. I don't think that those emotions are talked about. We talked about human emotions. Like Mandy said all the time, we're obsessed with them, but nobody ever stops and like chews on a piece of scripture for a minute and says, do you think that that person liked that you think that person enjoyed being talked to that way it's like i because i don't think people realize that i think they read scripture with it at arm's length a little bit and they're like yeah 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 samaritan woman or whatever or they know the ending they already know that they're going to obey so they kind of gloss over the fight that might be happening they must have felt like obeying the whole time right because jesus is so great obvious well we are already we had a lot to say about this and we're already (laughs) a couple minutes over but if anybody has a closing thought no, I don't. I was just going to say, yes. <laughs> Tabby only has thoughts when, like, I'm trying to record my... Hey, wait, wait, wait. Start the outro, and then Tabby will think of something. No, I'm going to check on Simon. Grand Thank ending. Uh, it's coming. It's fading in. We just like to give you a hard time, Tabby, because you're a loud mouth. That's all. <laughs> Bye, Carla. Bye, Carla. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for joining us for Just Because I Love You Day. You can also find us on MeWe in the group Four Sisters Birth and Motherhood Counseling and on Instagram, Four Sisters One Savior. Those are numerals. We also have an email account, Four Sisters One Savior at gmail.com, and those are also numerals, not words. Four Sisters One Savior. See you next time. <laughs>